0: It's the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Dallas's Jim Neal has been named the NHL's GM of the year, and on today's episode, we'll cover how he won this award and whether or not the move he made back in September to acquire Niels Lundqvist was worth it for the Dallas Stars. We'll cover all of this on today's episode of the Lockdown Stars Podcast. part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars Hockey, coming to you on this Thursday, June 29th. And today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay guaranteed fit, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. Customers eligible items only exclusions apply. Thank you for tuning in and making lockdown stars your first listen of the day. Whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener. We're always free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. YouTube your favorite podcasting platform of choice. We're here for you all season long and all off season long. Uh, as there is still plenty to discuss in the world of Dallas Stars hockey, especially uh, as it pertains to the front office, as it was announced last night during the first round of the NHL draft that Stars General Manager Jim Neal was awarded as the NHL's General Manager of the Year, winning over Boston's GM and former Dallas Star Don Sweeney and Florida's Bill Zito. An incredible honor for Jim Neal after what was an incredible season For him and the Stars organization, Jim Neal is more than deserving of this award. After his work with the team over the last 12 months or so, he signed and hired Pete DeBoer to be the coach of the Dallas Stars. And he took them to a Western Conference final appearance and was a couple wins away from getting back to the Stanley Cup final uh, for the first time since 2020. Uh, The Stars in general have been on a pretty good run over the past handful of seasons, uh, either competing in the postseason or at least getting very, very close in that condensed season where if it was a normal year, maybe they could have made it without those realigned divisions, but especially this past year have to give Nil a ton of credit for going out and hiring Pete DeBoer and then helping DeBoer build the right team in order to get the stars as far as they were able to go in the postseason. He also took care of business in terms of signing players and getting the right talent long-term on the roster. He re-signed last offseason Jake Gottinger and Jason Robertson to extensions to help keep them in Dallas a little bit longer, and I imagine he'll be doing everything he can to keep those two in Dallas even longer uh, once their current deals come to an end. And he also, in the middle of the season, made sure to lock up Rope Hints for the next eight seasons as he has clearly become a fan favorite Uh, and one of the best players on the star's roster pound for pound with everything that he brings to the ice on a nightly basis. He also made some great moves during the trade deadline this year and even last year, but I know that this is for, you know, GM of the year, I guess, for this past season. But the trades for Evgeny Dodonov and Max Domi were both incredible trades in terms of the fact that the Stars got two very quality players that were contributors down the stretch of the regular season and in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And the Stars didn't necessarily have to give up too much. They didn't have to give up any extra draft picks, at least in this year's draft. And they didn't really have to give up too many valuable assets with prospects. They only gave up a few NHL-caliber players, Denis Gurionov, and um, Anton Hudobin. Uh, I don't know why Anton Hudobin's name slipped me just there, but only giving up those players, not giving up too much in return for players that were incredibly valuable uh, down the stretch of the season. And Evgeny off now, a part of the Stars' future for the next couple of seasons. The verdict's still out on Max Domi, but whether or not Domi stays in Dallas long-term, he was still an incredible acquisition at the deadline, and I was incredibly glad to have him on the team for the postseason as I know many of you were uh, as well. Not enough can be said about what Jim Neal did this past season, impacting this team and impacting this franchise. And it feels like he's been doing this year after year after year. He's drafted incredibly well. He's drafted, uh, you know, Wyatt Johnston, Logan, Stan Coven. And then if you even want to go back in time, it feels like he's finally starting to get some proper recognition for maybe even that 2017 draft class uh, that featured Miro Haskin and Jason Robertson And Jake Ottinger, that'll go down as one of the best draft classes in franchise history with those three players, all kind of the face of the franchise at each respective position. He drafts incredibly well. He tends to trade very well, as we mentioned this year at the trade deadline. Last year, going out and getting Scott Wedgwood was a very nice acquisition. Uh, He, you know, is probably going to be doing some sort of trading. I imagine this offseason, maybe not a major trade, but it certainly would not surprise me to see some players be on the move to come into Dallas that way. And he also has a tendency to go out and get some pretty nice free agent players. Uh, You know, Joe Pavelski, for example, a pretty nice addition to the team a few years ago, uh, who has been on a tear with the Dallas Stars ever since joining the team. And I know even last year, I think Mason Marchman is still a very good add to the team. I just don't think that we've seen him up to his full potential just yet. But I think that that move will eventually work itself out. And I'm hoping that Jim Nil can make some very nice free agent acquisitions this offseason starting on Saturday. He's been regarded as one of the most respected leaders around the NHL uh, across the board. When you look at NHL GMs, uh, tons of people on social media showing their support and affirmation of Jim Neal. Uh, as he's been recognized with this award for an incredible past 12 months with this star's organization and has them trending in the right direction where they're hopefully going to be a very competitive club for the next handful of seasons. And let's hope that he can continue to keep the magic rolling here uh, as we enter day two of the NHL draft and also enter free agency uh, and hopefully maybe some trades to get this team restructured a little bit uh, as the summer continues to go on. Well, one move that Jim Neal has made in the past year has been the acquisition of defenseman Niels Lundqvist, but that came at a cost. The Stars acquired Niels Lundqvist in exchange for their first-round pick in the 2023 NHL draft. So was it worth it? Was Niels Lundqvist worth not being able to draft on Wednesday night? We'll discuss that coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it literally every day. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health and a boost in energy to start my day. I drink AG1 in the morning before making my coffee, starting my day, and it makes me feel ready to take on the day. AG1 is a foundational nutrition support supplement that delivers comprehensive nutrients to support whole body health. AG1 replaces your multivitamin probiotic and more in one simple drinkable habit. I also like that it costs less than $3 a day. That's a pretty good bargain if you ask me. And it's really effective daily habit with high quality sourced ingredients. Win, win across the board. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. That's
0: drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked on Devils here, and let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cash Back Debit,
1: I want to thank you again for making Locked On Stars your first listen every single day for continuing uh, all the everydayers out there to make our podcast a part of your daily routine. Recording this at the end of the first round of the draft, the Sharks currently making a selection. Uh, Quentin Musty going uh, left wing out of Sudbury, going twenty-six overall to the San Jose Sharks. Wanted to wait a little bit just to make sure that the Stars weren't going to make any sort of move uh, to potentially get a first round pick, just knowing my luck. It seems like I would start recording. They would make a move, get a pick, and I would have to completely uh, redo an episode. But this late in the NHL draft doesn't necessarily seem, at least in the first round, that the Stars are going to make any sort of move. So here we are, where the Stars, by the time you're listening to this, did not make a selection in round one of the 2023 NHL draft. And we all know why that is, because last year in September, before the start of the preseason uh, the Stars made a move that sent that first round pick. It was a conditional pick at the time, but a pick to the New York Rangers in exchange for Niels Lundquist. We all know that that trade has now been sent to the St. Louis Blues, who while I'm recording this, will pick here uh, in just a moment, uh, just a couple of picks away from that pick finally going live. But Niels Lundqvist came to Dallas in exchange for what would eventually be their first round pick in 2023. So now looking back almost a year later, a few months shy of it being a full year, but you kind of have to ask yourself, was this a good idea? And to answer the question, was it worth it? Uh, you can answer it in some ways, but I feel like it's hard to give a full, cohesive, permanent answer uh, because only time will tell how good this player that whoever the Blues are going to draft will be. We don't necessarily know how their career will pan out. We probably won't see them in the NHL for you know two, three seasons possibly just because you don't tend to see these later first round picks enter into the NHL super fast, you tend to see them continue to develop either with their junior club or if they're a player who's playing overseas with whatever league they're playing in, whether that be in Sweden uh, or, you know, maybe somewhere else around the world. But you take a look at Niels Lundqvist. Niels certainly did show some excellent flashes for the Dallas Stars throughout the season. He recorded six goals and 10 assists, 16 points in 60 games played, And he he did have some very memorable moments. I know the one that sticks out for me was his game-winning goal against the Detroit Red Wings back in December. Uh, An incredible game back and forth between those two teams. Kind of a back-and-forth affair. Overtime almost coming to an end. Uh, One of the rare stars' overtime winning games uh, in the 22-23 season. Uh, An incredible sequence between him and Mason Marchment to get the win over the Red Wings on home ice. Just an incredible finish and an incredible moment Uh, For Niels Lundqvist, one that I'm sure he will remember for a very long time with the reaction of the crowd uh, and just with how the Stars had done up to that point in overtime and especially how the season ended with the Stars performing in overtime. Uh, You have to imagine that that felt pretty good for Niels Lundqvist to reach uh, such a high point, but he had plenty of other memorable moments as well and had some pretty big goals. I know he had one kind of in the later stages of a game against the Vancouver Canucks that tied the game. I know the Stars would go on to lose that one, but still there were moments where Lundqvist did show up in big moments. And even with some of this good though, Niels did kind of become a non-factor as the season continued to wear on, especially at the end of the regular season where the last handful of games he was scratched. And then we didn't see him a single time in the Stanley Cup playoffs. His minutes just went down and down and down playing a ton of minutes early in the season, getting to almost the 20 minute mark on average per game. And even at times sharing minutes with Miro Heiskanen on that top defensive pairing. And while that, you know, duo wasn't always perfect. There was certainly uh, some very nice moments between those two. And I think that there's the potential that we could see maybe Lundqvist slot into that role full time at some point, whether that be this season or maybe even somewhere down the road. But, the point of the you know what I'm trying to get at here is you know he did show some really good signs, but he only played 60 games. It wasn't just at the end of the season that he was getting scratched. Uh, there were other points throughout the season where he would get scratched for three, four, five games in a row, and then come back and play play pretty well. But then we would see his play start to decline a little bit again. And this may be a concerning feeling for some stars fans, knowing that you're not getting to pick in the first round of the draft, and you have this guy who you know you you deemed worthy of giving up that pick, but you only played him for 60 games, and you also didn't play him when it mattered the most in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I know that you know there was an article that was put out uh, by the Stars, by Mike Heiko. They tweeted it on Twitter, and if you read the replies on the tweet with the link to that article, almost every single response is, you know, why don't you play Niels? Why, why did we give up the pick? You're not even playing him. Have you considered playing him in the playoffs? I mean, so on and so forth. Uh, you guys get the gist of, of what was being said uh, as that article went out. And and I get that. I, I get those concerns. I get those critiques. But at the same time, Niels Lundqvist is only 22 years old. He'll turn 23 in July, but he, he's still growing. He's still learning. Not every single player clicks instantly in the NHL. I know that he wasn't necessarily a great player in the New York Rangers organization, but I think that that organization maybe just was not for him and that was not the right environment for him to continue to grow and try to elevate his game whereas I think that we've seen some true steps forward in the right direction with Lundquist, with the Stars organization. And I know we get spoiled looking at guys like Miro Haskinen who came in and seemingly from day one took off and became an NHL stud. You look at Wyatt Johnston who came in at 19 years old and lit the league on fire with 24 goals in his first season. And so I understand that you may be a little disappointed saying, well, this kid's 22. He had some NHL experience with the rangers before he's been in the you know nhl ahl system for quite some time now but it doesn't seem like he his game has elevated to the level that it's needed to be at in order for him to be worth this potential you know first round pick that the stars could have had uh, at 29th overall uh, in last night's draft and, and i feel like you know again those feelings are, are justified you would like to see a little bit more production from a guy who was i believe 18th overall uh, in the draft that he was taken in But at the end of the day, I think that you just have to be patient with a guy like Niels, who is going to get better. He has shown that he's willing to put in the work. He's said and shown that you know, even though it's a a bummer and he doesn't necessarily like sitting out and having to watch games from the press box and be a healthy scratch, he's learning from those situations. He's growing from those situations. And I truly do think that Niels is in a great environment to continue to learn and adapt his game with guys like Haskinen on the roster. And, you know, maybe even to some extent, guys like Thomas Harley, guys that he can look up to and learn with. I mean, I think Harley, as great as he was in the postseason, he still has some areas to grow in his game as well. And it just depends player to player how fast they tend to develop and truly get to their potential and reach that maximum level. And I I know that Niels Lundqvist isn't there yet, but I do think that he can get there. And I know that the Stars want him to be a big part of this organization going forward. And I truly do believe that he can be that. And uh, the fact of the matter is, I think that Niels is set to provide more instant value or at least provide more value up front right now, as opposed to someone who would be selected 29th overall going to the Stars organization because that pick probably isn't seeing the NHL uh, you know, until two or three, maybe even four seasons down the road, just depending on what position they are and what the team needs are as they continue to grow and develop their game, probably either overseas or with some junior hockey club in the Canadian Hockey League. And even if they are eventually NHL-ready, who's to say that they're anything more than a, a middle six forward or a, a bottom pair defenseman? Whereas you have a guy like Niels Lundqvist, even though his game is still a little bit unpolished and still you know, not completely well-rounded out, we do know that he is NHL-ready. He can certainly hold his own most nights. Is he going to make mistakes? Sure. But what 22-year-old kid isn't going to make mistakes out there on the ice? I think that the the odds that Niels Lundqvist pans out are higher than whoever the stars could have gotten at 29th overall. And for all I know, the Blues got an absolute diamond in the rough, but the odds of that happening are incredibly low. In a draft with over 200 picks, the fa- the idea that, you know, the the actual best player in the draft is going to come 29th overall or a guy who's going to be the face of your franchise is going to come there is incredibly unlikely. Whereas then you have a guy like Lundquist, who probably isn't going to be the face of the franchise, probably is never going to be the number one defenseman. But I think if he continues to work and continues to clock in the hours and continues to do what's necessary to improve his game, I think he could be a very serviceable top four defenseman for this organization for the next handful of years. And I believe that that's what Pete DeBoer and the coaching staff see in him. I believe that's what Jim Neal saw in him when he made that move back in September. So I'm not too disappointed that the Stars didn't get a pick during the first round of last night's draft. I think that they could probably do just as well for themselves with the remaining picks that they have. And we'll discuss that here uh, coming up in just a second, talking about what we can expect in day two of the NHL draft and what we can expect going into the weekend as on July 1st, free agency opens
0: up. We'll discuss all of that coming up next. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC.
1: Third and final segment of today's episode of Locked on Stars. Day two of the draft is upon us. And while it feels like some of the other teams are starting to have fun right now, a lot of teams getting to make selections on night one of the draft, the stars still have the majority of their work set ahead of them. They get to make five selections in today's portion of the draft. And while it's highly unlikely that they're going to find an incredible diamond in the rough player who could be, you know, a future face of the franchise, who's to say that, the, you know, somewhere amongst those five picks, they won't find a guy who's at least an absolute steal. Maybe a guy who's playing top six minutes or a defenseman who's playing somewhere in the top four. Maybe some incredible goaltender. I don't know if they'll go goaltender, at least not early on. Uh, Maybe in the later stages of the draft, you see the Stars go goaltender. But I really am curious to see because the Stars find themselves kind of in a unique situation. And I know on an episode earlier this week, I highlighted a few players that were defensemen. And I, just on a hunch, assume that that's maybe where the stars will look to bolster the prospect core to build up that defensive unit. Uh, some, you already have some really good guys coming through the ranks and you know, Christian Cairo, Lian Bichelle, uh, and, you know, Thomas Harley has now finally kind of completed his round of being uh, a prospect and has now been promoted to the NHL level. So I imagine they will go the defenseman route, but also wouldn't surprise me if they go out and get a forward. I think the luxury of getting your first pick in the draft where you're getting it, is that you can truly go best available and you can look and see who the best option is at that juncture in the draft and you can make the pick. And there probably won't be too much criticism at that point because you believe that you've gone out and got the best player. And then at that point, it's up to that player to continue to put in the work and do what's necessary to put themselves in a successful position uh, to hopefully contribute to the franchise somewhere down the road. I'm most optimistic about the second round pick that they'll eventually make it to the NHL and potentially you know, get to wear a Dallas Stars sweater one day. But maybe somewhere, rounds four through seven, we're going to get to see a guy who might go under the radar but ultimately could make a huge difference for the organization down the road. But then even beyond the draft, we have free agency set to begin on Saturday. And I think for the Stars organization this offseason, this is where the fun could truly start. Uh, at least to some extent. I know that the cap situation is kind of in a weird place with, the, you know, they have around $5 million right now after the extension of Yevgeny to Donoff, you would expect them to resign Tide Delandria Landria at some point. Uh, and I know Max Domi seems like he's on his way out. There were some tweets on Twitter saying Luke Glendenning likely not coming back. So let's see who maybe the stars can go out and get during free agency uh, at some point on Saturday or maybe even beyond. And what's interesting here is in something that I'm having to remind myself, and I'm sure many of you reminding yourselves as well, is the Dallas Stars don't have to go out and get these super flashy brand new names. I mean, if you're able to to land a guy with a big name and a ton of pedigree for not a ton of money and not a ton of term, I don't necessarily see it happening, but if you're able to do it, that's great. But really the name of the game here, the key here for the Stars is to go out and add solid depth. Go out and add guys who have been veterans in this league, guys who knows what it takes to win games, guys who can provide a little bit of a physical side but can also chip in Uh, if there are forward somewhere on, maybe on the middle six to provide some more true depth scoring. And if it's a defenseman, uh, you know, go out and find a guy that can, you know, play top four minutes, maybe lay a few hits, block some shots, go out and look for some size, but maybe also some guys that can carry the puck. Uh, So that way, Miro Haskinen doesn't have to shoulder as much of the load uh, on himself as he had to do throughout pretty much the entirety of the regular season and even in the playoffs. And, as I'm recording this right now, watching a guy, one of the guys that I talked about earlier this week, Easton Cowan of the London Knights, uh, drafted by the Toronto Maple Leafs at 28th overall. Uh, so if you watch that episode, you can throw that pick out, out the window as the Stars will not be getting Easton Cowan. Uh, and the St. Louis Blues about to go on the clock with the what would have been uh, the Dallas Stars pick, but seems now that they will not be selecting in the first round. But more work to be done in rounds two through seven and starting on Saturday in free agency. But that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Stars. Thank you so much again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube. Follow along on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. We are always free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. We'll be back here sometime tomorrow, breaking down who the stars got on day two of the draft. uh, And I'm going to try to find out everything I can about these players to see who has the potential to be great for this organization. And maybe who doesn't, Uh, we'll have to see who they're able to go out and get. I'm excited to see who's going to be joining the organization and excited uh, for these next few days. as the stars hopefully continue to build a championship level team through the draft, and free agency but i hope you guys enjoy your thursday take care of yourselves and we will see you back here tomorrow